0: The Joe Mays and J Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the Westlawn community since 1947. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J Show. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch. Twiggerman shut him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, the Flyers are going to win the Stanley Cup. The Flyers win the Stanley Cup. The Flyers win the Stanley Cup.
1: College football. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it!
0: Penn State home! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship! The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions!
1: He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! He has his fifth! What a comeback!
0: Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening everyone, and welcome to the 235th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff.
1: Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Um, kind of crazy with the with the weather today that we're, you know, going to be talking stuff that I I know technically isn't doesn't start in the fall but it sure seems that way. Um but you know it's that time of year.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because just this afternoon I was talking with my daughter Natalie and she said something to affect the effect of it's not summer yet. I forget what I said and she was like, "Daddy, it's not summer yet. It's spring." And I was like, "Okay, well, well, you're technically, technically <laughs> accurate because spring doesn't, or summer doesn't start until what, June 21st? Yeah, right. It's around. right around there. I said, in two ways you're wrong, because calendars <laughs> can be perceived in multiple ways. One, summer starts generally when school is out. Like, when school is out, it's summer. Two, meteorologically, June 1st is the start of summer. And that made me think, I was like, well, technically, like, Summer doesn't end till the end of September. September 20th, 21st, 22nd, whatever it is. And by then, like, we were in full football. Like, September 1st is fall. Like, it can be 98 degrees, but when (laughs) the calendar says September 1st, I'm like, it's fall.
1: Well, no, that's, I feel the same way. You talked about summer starts when school ends. I feel like summer ends when school starts. You know, like, that's... Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. for For all intents and purposes, it is done. You know, like, it's... It's over. And that's fine, but yeah, you know, now it's summer. Yeah, it's summer, now. and it feels like summer and, today. And
0: I, you know, I wasn't—I was obviously not being a jerk or chiding my daughter because I, I told her I was like, "Well, you're right. Summer doesn't start till you know another like week or so." Uh, but, but don't you ever correct. me. Don't again. ever correct me again. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and also, if you're watching this live or after the fact, I apologize for how pink I am right now because I was just <laughs> running around at football practice. Getting ready for the season with uh, some voluntary throw arounds with uh, the kids that'll start this uh, this fall for our our middle school team. So looking forward to another football season, and with that means pro football right around the corner. And believe it or not, tonight we are starting our NFL preview.
1: Yeah, so you know I'm I'm kind of excited about this NFL season. I don't really know what to to think when it comes in terms of my teams, but that's all right. We have a little bit of time to form those opinions on on our teams yet, as we usually stack those for our oh, yeah. precursors, like, right before the season. Yeah, those However, are coming at the end. you know, that's not always to say that some of the better teams don't get covered early. Um, and, the, you know, where we're starting, you know, it, it'll be interesting. should be interesting as we kind of work our way through over the course of the summer. And, and we'll see, you know, sometimes things change throughout the summer. You know, injuries will happen, stuff yeah. like that, but... it's kind of fun to start looking ahead because you're like, all right, these teams are starting to really take shape, and uh, we'll we'll kind of see how how this all uh, shapes up heading into the fall.
0: Yeah, so real quickly here, I'll pull up the schedule as it is set right now on jmnjrradio.com if I can get it to pop up. uh, Let's see if I can get that to show. Hmm. Doesn't want to show
1: Yeah, so, right yeah, as Joe's working on it, just kind of laying out the schedule for when the different broadcasts will be that lay out our, you know, kind of picks or our previews, anyway, for the different divisions. Um, you know, as we've done in the past, there's kind of a division per show, um, and that'll lead us into, um, you know, pretty much football season. Maybe not quite the NFL season, but certainly the uh, football season and depending on how things go or, you know, summer can be a crazy time when it comes to the ske- <coughs> scheduling of the sh- show. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but have it kind of planned out and we should be ready to go for uh, NFL season. Yeah. Let's see. I'll, I'll try to
0: zoom in there a little more or zoom out. And that that's also helpful. Um, zoom in so that if you're watching this live, you can see it also read it off. Obviously yesterday we were supposed to do the show uh, we just delayed it a day, so here we are on episode 235 talking NFC West. Then the plan is, you know, obviously things come up, but the plan is next Sunday night, uh, Father's Day night, to talk AFC West on the show 236. 237, then it'll be the week after. That'll be me and a, a guest talking about the NFC South. But We'll make sure that we get Justin's intake or um, takes on the NFC South before uh, he, uh, he leaves. And then we'll be off for a while. Then we won't be back until July 16th. We'll take a couple weeks break around the 4th of July. And we'll come back with AFC (coughs) South on episode 238. Again, that's July 16th. July 23rd, I'll be doing a show. Are you here for that one?
1: Which one? July 23rd? I know. I'll be away that
0: one. So I'll have someone in with me on the 23rd to talk NFC North on episode 239. Then again, we're off for a couple weeks for a few miscellaneous things trips and vacations and parties and all that falls in there and episode 240 will be the night of Sunday August 13th to do the north the 20th will come back and conclude with the we'll get close to the end you know get to the teams that a lot of people are interested in with the NFC East on 241 on August 20th then the final week of previews right now is scheduled for the 27th that does give us a buffer week though because the kickoff isn't until the 7th of September so Sunday August 27th we'll do the AFC East and probably playoff and super bowl predictions but if something gets delayed or we want to do an expanded nfl preview and conclude on episode 243 on september 3rd we could do playoff super bowl then flexible but as you can see we're talking nfl preview looking ahead to this coming nfl season for the rest of the summer which hasn't even technically begun yet (laughs) but i said to my dad like after last week's show i texted him i was like From now through the beginning of February, we're talking football. Yeah. It goes fast. That's crazy. It goes so quick. You know, we just feel like we got done wrapping up the Super Bowl. You know, that was four months ago. But Mm -hmm. that's it. We talked football, pro football, for eight months. Now, once the regular season kicks off, I don't know what the schedule will be like because we have the Bulldog Hour returning. And we'll see how often we're doing that. Last year, we kind of did it every other week and squeezing in a regular show like this to talk NFL in between. We'll see um what our schedule and demand is like. But, you know, we'll try to get at least one show a month in to talk NFL with you all. Because I know that's that's the biggest topic for our listeners as well, is the NFL. And remember, you can see all this stuff on jmnjrradio.com. You can also get a bunch of links. You can watch it live. You can listen live. You can see the updates. You can buy merchandise and, and everything on jmnjrradio.com. And... um Go to YouTube, Mixler, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Send us emails. You can even leave voice messages for us. Anything and everything, we we love to hear from you, and uh, we don't get it as often as we'd like, so head to the website to check out a whole bunch of stuff from us and uh, interact to your liking. All right, so let's get started here. Let's talk about the 2017 NFL season. Start out west and in the NFC, the original professional football league, or at least the one that has had a stronghold on the nation for, what, 80 plus years now? NFC, last year, we saw pretty much the same as it's been over the last how many years? Last three or four years. Yeah. Um, Seahawks, you know, they were the team to beat. Uh, Cardinals there as well. Very good showing from both of those teams. And then you had the Rams and 49ers.
1: Yeah, and both of those teams were just awful, honestly, when when you look at it. and uh, The Rams were... I, I feel like everyone knew the Niners were going to be bad last year, and they were really bad. Maybe worse than people thought, but the, the Rams, you know, a lot of people were like, ah, well, they got, you know, the rookie quarterback and stuff, but you know that defense and all those things—they're so—they're so bad. You know, yeah. and I, I know there there were a lot of people who weren't that upset at seeing them struggle because felt that was kind of what they had coming after they just moved out of town in terms of leave, leaving St. Louis when it seemed like they had a good thing building there. <coughs> but you know. Th- those those things are really separate when you look at like the business standpoint of it and the, the on field stuff. A lot of times, because the on field businesses aren't necessarily the businesses or the business aspect that is di- dictating whether or not you're moving. Um, but it, yeah, this team, Seattle, again, while not the the dominant team they've had the last few years, was still um, kind of the class of this division. Um, a lot of people thought kept waiting for Arizona to turn it on, you know. Um, but maybe it, it ended up being that you know New England beating them with a backup quarterback early in the season was probably more on par for where Arizona was than um, than what people were thinking. A lot of people had Arizona penciled into the Super Bowl last year going yeah. into the season. Well, yeah, they were coming off. They a finished third, under five hundred. They're
0: coming off a thirteen and three season, <throat> and they dropped back the seven eight one. They didn't even get the five hundred. Which now looking back on it. You know, I said that they and Seattle had a strong season, but I forgot that Arizona struggled as much as they did, finishing 7-8-1, still good enough for second place. But Seattle, who had, I thought, a down year for them after the last few years, uh, 10-5-1, won that division by three games.
1: Yeah, wasn't even really close. You know, and they were, yeah, they, they weren't the same Seattle team that we've seen the last few years. But they again, in that division, they really tore it up.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing to look at the downfall of the 49ers. you know you have um you have a jump up the rest
1: the rest of the, the other three teams only managed three more wins than Seattle did combined. So the other three combined
0: yeah,
1: only right. only have three more wins than Seattle had.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, San Francisco went from six and ten to 2010, jumped up to 13 and three. Then went eleven four and one with back to back titles. Improved to twelve and four, but Seattle went thirteen and three and won the Super Bowl in twenty thirteen. And then San Francisco four more losses at eight and eight in twenty fourteen. San Francisco drops to last place five and eleven in twenty fifteen. And then all they do last year is go two and fourteen.
1: Yeah, and what is it? They're on their fourth head coach in four years now. Yeah, I think Out so. There? Yeah, because twenty thirteen and then the guy who they filled in so they didn't have to pay anybody new, right. then Chip Kelly, and now they've got um, Shanahan. Yep, so fourth in four years, not great. That's insane. <laughs> let's like,
0: let's start right there on, on the team focus aspect of that. So obviously, there's going to be a lot of overhaul of the roster because of another change in coaches, change in philosophy, front office changes. Now you got John Lynch in there to spearhead things. <laughs> they lost a. Ton of people, but you know how much talent did they really lose? Uh, names that stand out: Blaine Gabbert, just because he's a name. You know, he filled in, but is it mm-hmm. that big a deal? Um, both him and Phil Dawson move on to the Cardinals, so you know maybe the Cardinals feel like, hey, was, we're taking one away from a rival. But how much are you really taking? Now, not I mean that's not the slant. Dawson, Dawson was a strong kicker for a long time, right. but he's not in his prime anymore.
1: And Blaine Gabbert, honestly. While well, it was still not great, not not well still not good, I guess, you know, it was really hard to gauge who was good and who was not on that San Francisco team, because yep. they were so bad. That being said, he lost the starting job on that bad San Francisco team, so right. I think that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about where where you think he's at, right you now.
0: know, as Penn Staters, I'd point out they lost Gerald Hodges, who yep. came into the league with the Vikings, was trading to the 49ers. He signed with the Bills just a couple weeks ago. Uh, And who did they bring in? Well, they brought in a ton of people because there was a lot of roster overhaul. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the bigger names, probably Earl Mitchell, tackle from the Dolphins, Pierre Garçon, wide receiver from the Redskins, the speedy threat Marquise Goodwin from the Buffalo Bills, our boy Robbie Gold, who was a longtime Bears kicker, kicked for the Giants last year. They brought in Brian Hoyer from the Bears, who will probably be their starting quarterback. Uh, Kyle Jussick, um, I believe a pro bowler, fullback from the Ravens, comes over. We've seen um, Malcolm Smith, linebacker from the Raiders. They brought in another, you know, both Bears quarterbacks are now on the 49ers. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, But Tim Hightower, they got the running back from the Saints. Uh, again, another Penn State connection. Seah- Seahawks offensive lineman Gary Gilliam moves on, and uh, Elvis Dumervil from the Ravens. That's a re- very recent signing by the Forty ers but a good veteran pass rushing p- presence now in the Bay Area with Elvis Dumerville. So, but what I mean, what is the outlook on them? Do we see I a think big bump?
1: I don't know that we'll see a huge bump. Um, honestly, I still think they're probably like. Four to six wins, but I guess that's a big bump if you double your win total. If Kyle Shanahan manages that the first few years of his of his tenure, he'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I
0: mean, really, I, I think if this team would get to six wins, that'd be huge.
1: They I six wins would and be huge. To yes. six and ten? yeah. I think four or five is more likely. I think I see the ceiling kind of at six. But honestly, with some of those yeah, other, everything teams,
0: goes right, six. Everything goes wrong, too.
1: Right, yeah. But Probably
0: I, four or five.
1: Right, yeah. That's where I'd put them. It's um,
0: tough to go 2-14 and 14 or or worse in back-to-back years. Like, but you know what?
1: They are in it for the long haul. They have a new GM and John Lynch. They've got a new head coach. She and they hand. both are in it for the long haul because, you know, they – You see that when they didn't break the bank for a quarterback this year. Yep. You know? A lot of times you're going to see this situation. They have somebody in mind. No. And honestly, I'm not sure. There's a lot of teams, I think, that think there are worse outcomes than being the worst team this year and get, drafting Sam Darnold from USC, number one overall next year. Right. I know that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. Right. We've seen that, especially with USC quarterbacks. See also Matt Barkley, who is also signed by this team. Um, but, you know, he, a lot of people thought in the he, number one he was in the,
0: goes in the fourth round. Right, exactly. So I,
1: I don't know. I don't see that happening to to Sam Darnold this year. But, um, you know, maybe he's their guy if if they're in that position. But I think they're going to be, honestly, a little a little too good to have the number one pick.
0: They also let go of Torrey Smith, speed-wide receiver, <coughs> was with the Ravens for a while. He didn't work out in two or three years in San Francisco. He is now with the Eagles. And Antoine Bethea, you know, veteran safety there, also gone in the purge. Now, draft. They had a very solid draft. They uh, John Lynch knew who he wanted He was able to manipulate the board They actually had the second overall pick behind the Browns They traded down one spot with the Bears And got a ton in return And still got in the first round Two of their I think it was two of their top three guys I think yeah. On their board yeah. So at three they took Solomon Thomas from Stanford Who John who they, Lynch
1: had a class with When he was yeah, going back yeah, for his degree
0: that? And then they got a sliding Reuben Foster The inside linebacker from Alabama Yeah,
1: Who if his health can check out there's a great pick for them, but you know there there's some things you have to see. There's a reason in some people's minds why he slipped to 31. But wow, yeah, yeah, two Thomas and Foster, two top top three. You know, most people would say top five talents there, and they got them both, and
0: they picked up draft picks for next year, right? So you know they did they did really really well uh, in the draft, and uh, we'll see where it takes them with the the roster purge, but. You gotta think Hoyer's their starting quarterback. He's yeah. serviceable. Obviously you don't want him long term, but he could be the guy to bridge the gap to whatever yep. they do in the draft. You gotta think that a drafted quarterback is coming in twenty eighteen. Yeah. You know, it's likely top but, ten, probably even top five. But you again, think.
1: like and this kills me to say, but look at the Dallas model. They got the line in place. They got better on defense. They're still not great, but they got better on defense. They're not the sieve they were a few years ago. And what they do now. It wasn't the way they planned it, but they got their quarterback. In in addition to those pieces, now again, that's not the way they planned it, but that is the way it worked out. So you can kind of see San Francisco is kind of going that way now. We're gonna get everything in place and then get the quarterback. You know, it's not a bad strategy to kind of go that way because you know that's the one piece you can add in that may change it the most. You know what I mean? Like adding a. Adding the best safety in the league when the rest of your team is terrible is only going to help flashy, you so much. It might sell some jerseys, right.
0: but it's not going to help you much on the right. on the field. So you know that's that's where where we're at with uh, with the San Francisco Forty ers So we'll see if uh, Kyle Shanahan, who will be calling the plays on offense, can get it done in year one. You know, a lot of times we see teams under new uh, uh, new uh, regimes and, and new coaching staffs. And in this case, new front offices to have a good turnaround in one year. You know, we saw it in Miami. You know, about ten years ago, where they went one and fifteen to eleven and five. There's nothing to say that the 49ers can't do that. Uh, I see. I agree with Justin, though. I'm saying I, I, I'm going to say five, five and eleven. That's a three. That's a plus three in the win column.
1: Right. You just look at how much they've lost, not just this year, but pretty much every year for the last four years. They've lost a ton of talent, it seems like every year, and obviously not the best, but like it's hard to replace that much of your roster every single year for four years, right. and try and fix it in one, you know, I just don't see that happening.
0: right, I agree. So they, we have them probably about let us say five and eleven to be safe. Well, we go to another team that's uh they finished third in the division last year, but they might be in more turmoil than the 49ers are, if you can believe that. When you bring in a head coach that is younger than the host of the show, things are not probably exactly where you want them to be. Right. Not to say, like, they're going to be awful or that they're going to fail miserably or this isn't going to work. It's just it raises a lot of eyebrows when you hire a just past 30-year-old coach in, in a league where generally the guys doing the best are in their 50s. Yeah some in their 60s, yeah. been doing this for literally longer than he's been <laughs> been alive. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Uh, we've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff from the L.A. Rams in how the schedule unfolds and the draft. It was cool to see that access. You wonder if the younger head coach has anything to do with things like that. He seems like a great guy. Very we also wonder
1: if the owner has stuff to do with that because he is all about being a show because that's why you moved to L.A. You don't oh, move your team to L.A. if you don't want to be a show. And I don't have a problem with that because the, it, it's the, the business of it. You, know, you want to be a show. You want to have all that attention. But, yeah, it can make things more difficult as well.
0: So the uh, Rams will play in London this year. One of their home games will be in Twickenham Stadium against the a division game against the Cardinals. And one of the interesting things, again, this goes back to more of uh, appealing to a younger generation or being flashy they actually let the fans decide on uniform changes. Yeah, uh, they actually got to change um, the uh, the fans helped change the pants and the helmet. Right uh, now it was just face mask and it was just stripes, but still, like the ownership could have just been like told their marketing or design department to do it, or the, the owner could have done it. But instead, they left the fans choose, which I think is a great idea. They're The other ones yeah. buying the stuff, let so them buy what you they vote want. For
1: for the face mask, I um, voted white face mask.
0: I, white was second i think i actually went gray
1: uh see Wasn't i went three choices right I, I think so i went yeah. with the white i don't mind the white i didn't I want like the i yeah. like the white yeah um on for the them
0: guy. i didn't want the blue i was no. like gray or white mm. and i and i was fine with with the white i don't remember what i did with the, the stripes I, I should have i forgot that they had done this I, I would have brought it up to talk about it uh earlier and shown some pictures but I, I forgot that they had done that uh so this will be their second year back in los angeles They'll be joined this year by another team that we'll talk about next week. But you know, four and twelve last year, saw the change in, in everything front office and coaching staff. Um, I wouldn't say that their draft was overwhelming, but it's tough when you don't have a first round pick thanks to uh the trade a year ago when they took um the quarterback who Jared Goff. Right, Jared Goff who only played a half half of the year.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, he sat out for a while, but you know, they have to go with him, right? Like, he has to be the well, guy. Your him. other
1: options are Sean Mannion and Dylan, and Dylan Thompson.
0: I don't even know who Dylan Thompson is. So you're going is. with Jared Goff. Right. <laughs> the, I think the big thing last year is they either he was ineffective or they didn't give him enough opportunities to go with Todd Gurley. Because right. in 2015, he was a stud. Like, he's the right. one that got them at or close yeah. to
1: 500. And Todd Gurley did terrible last he year. He was not good last year. But they were terrible last year. Like, right. it, it, again... This is another situation. It's hard to tell who was bad and who wasn't because the team was bad. The team was really bad. You know,
0: and I, but I look at their roster and I just like nothing stands out. Like who? Okay, so they have they have golf who is still an unknown. They have Gurley who you thought was going to be great and struggled last year.
1: Yeah, but both those positions rely a lot on offensive right.
0: Line. Well, and wide receiver, but the only yeah. guys that stand out are what Tavon Austin, who I who? think is recovering from an ACL. Right, injury. and
1: most people just consider him a returner now. Right.
0: So, who's, who are the receivers? They brought in Robert Woods, but he's not a number one. No. He struggles to be a two. Yeah. Mike, Mike Thomas?
1: Yeah, I don't How know. How about
0: that. a tight end? You know, they they drafted Gerald Everett, but yeah. who's the guy that stands out? And like you said, offensive line, I mean, Greg Robinson has been a bust. Yeah. Roger Saffold looks strong, and they even brought him back after you thought he was going to the Raiders a few years ago. And But you're paying him to be a guard. Now, you brought in John Sullivan, who's a veteran and a great guy to have at center, but... You know, unless some of these guys step up. Oh, and Andrew Whitworth was a good acquisition yeah. as well. So, you know, if some, if uh, Robinson and Whitworth can man the tackles, uh, Saffold inside with probably Jermon Brown, Sullivan in the center, there's a veteran presence there, but how much talent is left? How much do some of these guys have from left in the tank? Defensively, yeah. you know, they all have had a strong defensive line and yeah. rushing position for a long time, but <clears throat> I think they're transitioning to a different scheme. Sometimes that can help. You know, will putting Robert Quinn in space be be a, a good decision? Allowing Connor Barwin to play his more natural position than what he's been asked to do in Philly the last few years. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Honestly, I, I this could be another four and twelve year. I just, yeah, I, I don't. know. I see them
1: battling it out at the bottom, and I think, crazy it,
0: enough, I think Forty Nine ers are better than them.
1: I could see it, and and here comes the tough part too. So. X's and O's
0: they got a good kicker.
1: X's and O's I almost feel like and this might sound backwards to a lot of people, but X's and O's I feel like the young the young coach may have his best chance because he can, you know, the the means in which people have to learn those types of things now are just so different than before. You know, like the only way you could really learn it is to be on a staff before. Now you can learn so much before you ever even show up to to your employer. That being said, all those other stuff, and I know this is the extreme example, I know, but there's no question on how Bill Belichick is going to run his his organization. You know, and I, I don't mean X's and O's or stuff off the field. I mean, just like the day-to-day operations, there's no, like, questioning when, you know, how something's going to be handled. Even when something goes wrong, which doesn't happen all that often now because it's like a fine-tuned machine, but, you know, like when something... Strays from what's supposed to happen. Everyone knows how it's going to be handled by Bill Belichick. Now we may not find out about it. That's the right. way they handle it, but right. that's just the way it is. When, you know, the, when the first thing goes wrong and, oh, you're, you're on a team where the owner wants it to be a show. You know, we've talked about those things, inviting access, which is can be great to build to draw people in. But at the same time, the more people you draw in, all right, now the more noise there's going to be. You know, so just those are those are the really tough parts of, of coaching. You know, like the on the on-field stuff. Everybody talks about like that, and it really doesn't really matter what level you're usually talking about. That's the stuff that's the most natural. It's all the other stuff. So, how does a you know a really young head coach, first-time head coach, end up handling those things? We shall see.
0: Well, there's a bunch uh, of no-name guys that need to make names for themselves. If they this team wants to improve on their four wins from last year, I don't see it happen. I think L.A. goes four and twelve again, and I think uh, I think the Forty ers are five and eleven teams. So I think there the Rams go. finish last.
1: I can see that. I'm not going to argue against it. Like I I think I think they and the Niners will both be there at the bottom. But yeah, I. Well, hey, Kyle Shanahan has proven that his offense can work. Right, like. And Brian Hoyer has proven that he can win games. He may not be a Super Bowl quarterback, right. but he well, has proven a- that he can win games. That's two things that the Rams don't have. Right. A proven coach. And now I say that Kyle Shanahan hasn't been a head coach either, but he's gone kind of the more natural route to get there. Right. And at the same time, you know, they have a quarterback that has proven he can be that bridge for other places. Yeah.
0: He's a journeyman, and sometimes that's what you need, but it's a quarterback league, and when it comes down to it, who do I like better, Brian Horner or Jared Goff? Right now, not potential, not long term, Brian Hoyer is the better guy. Yeah. You would think after what we saw last year. Yeah. So I do want to get to uh, comments. We have a few watching live, leaving some comments. Uh, Our buddy Ian says NFL already, the NBA finals haven't even ended, but we showed the schedule, and he understood it. But he actually. Ian,
1: you need to know that if. If the NBA finals had ended, I was fully prepared to hijack <laughs> the show. But,
0: but my, alas, LeBron, they did not. My boy LeBron not letting that happen, baby. Yeah,
1: congratulations. He's, yeah, hey, he's you won. Game you six. won a game. You Force won a game. game
0: six. Just wait. How much are you going to be sweating when that happens,
1: dude? I'm sweating now. You're we sweating talked about one, this before the show.
0: One, one game uh, and you're like, "Oh god, this can't happen." I this told you happen. the other
1: day. I did a bunch of research, but I'm holding off till after it because I don't want to throw it out there and then that <laughs> right, all to come back it. at me. But I pleaded,
0: pleaded for you to throw it out there because I would love to be like, "You probably shouldn't have said that, man."
1: Uh, that's exactly why I didn't say that. But anyway, so Ian
0: wants to know Cavs tonight. <sighs> Go ahead. What do, you, what do you have to say about that? I think, I
1: think Cavs are going to win tonight, yeah.
0: <laughs> I want the Cavs to win tonight, but everyone knows that. If you've been listening to the show at all for a number of years, especially just a few weeks ago when we had my buddy Dallas on and we talked NBA, <laughs> both of you were ripping on me about LeBron. And you still, every day after every game in the finals, even in some of the games against the Celtics, I'd wake up, I'd get a <laughs> notification from Dallas, and he'd be tagging you and me in it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's all good fun because you know, whatever. I, you know, we're Sixers fans, so we got nothing to cheer for for the last six years, anyways. Right? Exactly. Trust the process, baby.
1: <laughs> That's right. I do trust the process.
0: <laughs> My, all right. So besides Ian, uh, who actually had a comment, he wanted to know about Macklin to the Ravens. So, you know, there were rumors that could he be back in Philly. They have a glutton of receivers. I didn't really see why they would be interested. People were trying to get him to the Bills. He ends up in Baltimore, which is probably a good fit in terms of need. I know we're not doing the ASU yeah, right now. I really
1: like that pick for the Ravens, that pick up for the Ravens.
0: His departure from the Chiefs is weird to and, me. Because and I know, most so I, I know this.
1: I know this. We, we, we talk about this some more off the show than on the show, but, like, this is the example of, and I saw it, and you see it every time this happens. But I don't really get mad at the players if they hold out for a contract because they're like Andy Reid was at his wedding two weeks well, three weeks ago now, and two weeks later cuts him. You know, now I know it's it's more than that, and I get it's a business, all that stuff, but like, but you know, you know the 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 team is going to get theirs, like, right? The team is going to get theirs. It's hard to hold the players. I, it's hard to get mad. I get. I'm having more and more trouble getting mad at players for trying to get there. So, like, that's basically how it is. Now, that being said, if it was my team and I feel like the guy needs to be there, like I, that that bothers me more than when it's not my team. Like, I, I still admit that. But you know what? <clears throat> you know, but I think I think it's a good spot for him. You know, oh, and, I, and I think the Ravens it's a it's a spot of need every year for them. So, what a great pickup for them. Yeah, well, I'm glad the-, the Eagles didn't panic and try and I don't know get why you line. would
0: you've got well we talked well, to so people calling there are people receivers. calling for them to
1: cut Tory Smith and, and sign Macklin. You just signed Tory Smith. I know I know but but and here's the thing too people are always like they they blame Chip Kelly for getting rid of Macklin. Macklin chose to leave. They did not trade him. He a now, free agent they, one, yes you? and I get that you can say oh well they could have gotten him if they wanted him. That's true. But you could say that about any single player. You know what like he got a lot more money to go to the Chiefs than he would have gotten from the Eagles. I'm okay with that. He chose to go. I'm okay with that. Like I get it. It was the you know, perfect situation. He wanted to go to a system he knew, a system he liked better. I don't blame him. I don't blame the Eagles either in that in that thing. And that's right, Ian. We do trust the process. In <laughs> Philly, that's pretty much all we have with any of our teams right now.
0: Yeah, so um so my uncle Rich is also watching. And obviously, he's waiting with bated breath, but he's got to wait over two months to hear what we have to say about the AFC East. We're just going to skip of that. August.
1: We're only going to do half of the AFC East, <laughs> or three-quarters <laughs> of the AFC East.
0: Nah, just one. Only one team matters in the AFC East.
1: That's, so, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> only one team does matter in the AFC East.
0: <laughs> That's right, the Buffalo Bills. So, um, my Uncle Rich says, and I'm guessing this is back to our 49ers talk, though it could apply to the Rams, he says, get Colin Kaepernick.
1: To be honest, and I get it, and and Kyle Shanahan has listed the football reasons why he doesn't fit his system, and that's absolutely right. I don't. He's as good as Brian Hoyer.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not going to argue that. But
1: Brian Hoyer's a better fit for him there. Like I get it. I, he'd be the best quarterback on the Rams right now. Right probably, now. Probably,
0: but I, I I feel he's too much to of it. a system quarterback, and I agree. they have so much equity in jared goff that like no oh i you know, i completely agree stunning development i, I agree like, i agree the rams aren't in it to win this year the 49ers aren't in it to win it this year <coughs> no i agree and if you now he's coming like the 49 is old team so there's a reason he's not there the rams need him in a talent way because I agree, he's probably better than Jared Goff, but it, they can't stun his development. They went all in with him last year in the middle right. of the year. They have to continue that. No,
1: I agree. Colin Kaepernick could take up
0: an entire show if we really wanted it to.
1: We could talk about that the entire summer. <laughs> I know that's what <laughs> you want not. to do. Not. I know that's Let's what you want to do. Please, so I'm asking you, Uncle Rich, to just please uh, try and swing that. Make that comment every every week. <laughs> um, so yeah, so.
0: Um, my uncle's buddy Steve's also watching and he's loving that we're already alluding to the Patriots. You guys need to calm down. We got you saw, ten weeks. We saw
1: about the rings, right? Oh god. Two hundred and eighty three diamonds.
0: Like, but it's great. Like the first, I hate it, but the I love first it at four the same times time. I
1: saw it, I'm like, I don't get it. You don't And then I was like, Oh, oh
0: yeah. They will never let that one go now. <laughs> yeah. It's just like every year, every eighteen months, someone gives them something do to do. Do you not remember back go. when we
1: were in high school and like Boston was the city of lovable losers? Yeah,
0: that that seems like a long time ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, the golden years, (laughs) fifteen like
0: fifteen years ago, because everyone was all about the Patriots in uh, the two thousand two Super Bowl. Like for the most part, obviously, no, no, no.
1: No. But you know when I was uh, the two thousand four Red Sox, like the two thousand four Red Sox, you're just like, oh my gosh, like two
0: thousand were all like. Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Right. Nothing has ever happened worse to a to a city, to a sports team in the history, you know, Aaron freaking Boone. Like I watching that live, I was just like I cannot believe that just happened. Right. But then it got even better a year later. Yes. Then at that point you were like I can't believe that just happened. Right, right.
1: Yeah. yeah so that anyway, was great. Man, we've come a long way. We have come a long
0: that, way. So. so, um yeah, let's he, he is talking basketball. Still, he's talking about trusting the process. So, oh, he oh no, he wants to talk about Lonzo,
1: and we should invite Lavar on the show. Big baller brand.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. Well, that would certainly get our name out there, huh?
1: Yeah. How much are you willing to sacrifice the the the, the show for for ratings? Because that is what everyone does when they have Lonzo on the show. I do anyway, it. I
0: do it. <laughs> I, I,
1: I would too. Oh so, my gosh! Um, hey, I'm not like. Listen, I'd start wearing big baller brand stuff everywhere oh, at I go. Disney
0: stuff. Yeah, I'd be all, all about it. That's right. You come here and you say whatever you want. Right. Who but, do I report to? Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. I got no one. <laughs>
1: like, I I don't. To answer Ian's question real quick, I don't want Lonzo in Philly. Not because I don't like Lonzo, but because. I don't want to draft somebody who I know is gone to LA before we can even sign him to his first contract deal. Right. Like right. you know, you're not going to be able to keep him. Um, honestly, I really like the kids from Kentucky. Uh,
0: I wait. The Lakers are going to draft Josh Jackson. Who who is the point guard? I thought they were all in. Oh no, that's the number one pick. Right. Yeah.
1: That's that's the going thing. to Boston. Yeah, they're getting uh, the um, Fultz kid yeah, from yeah, Washington yeah. going to Boston. Then yeah, like I I really like is it Markel? I, so Markel Fol. It might be, yeah. Like that. yeah. I like blankie. Monk and um De'Aaron Fox. I don't know. It is might Monks be because I saw Kentucky? them play. yeah, Monk and the Aaron Fox are both competing. Oh, Kentucky. they're both Kentucky. yeah, yeah, man. yeah. So I don't know. We'll kinda of see. So uh, I, I the only issue I have with Lonzo is that I, I feel like not the only. The <laughs> biggest issue is that he – I feel like what, you get him the three or four years and he's going to LA. Yeah.
0: L.A. should just take him and end it, end the suspense. Right. Just but if you're
1: him. L.A. and you know he's coming to you, why take yeah, him? True. Oh, yeah, true. Like I. So, we'll my see.
0: Uncle Rich has a rebuttal about the Patriots comments and all that stuff that we talked about from 15 years ago, <laughs> but he says when he lived down in this region, he lived through those years and felt collapses like the 1964 <laughs> Phillies. Yeah, thank goodness
1: I wasn't there. We Thanks. got to see the flip side of that. The yeah. Phillies that were good in our generation... <laughs> Flip side of that overcoming what seven down yep. with like seventeen, 17 to play. To go. Yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah,
0: that was great. That was great. So
1: there's always two sides to
0: every every sports story. So well, let's wrap up the NFC West and talk about the two teams. Well, the team that was average last year and the team that was good. So the team that took a step back last year going from 13-3 and to 7-8-1, the Arizona Cardinals. The biggest question surrounding them is what can Carson Palmer do now in the twilight of his career. People blamed last year a bit on him, although I'm sure there were other issues besides just quarterback play. So Cardinals, where where do we see them going in 2017?
1: I honestly have no idea. Like, I thought they were better than what they were last year. I didn't necessarily think they were a Super Bowl team. But I thought they were better than what they were. I feel like they got exposed a little bit last year. I don't know that Carson Palmer has it left in him to, to carry a team, you know, it's it, and it's really hard when you think there's two terrible teams in the division too. You
0: know, like right because you feel we, like we just that's pegged an easy two teams at,
1: at five wins would being would be a good year for yeah. two of the teams we just talked about. Four to five wins. So oh, that leaves some wins on the table there. But I still think you're. I don't see them. I see them maxing I'm maxing out at ten. I see them probably eight or nine wins again. I this agree. Year.
0: They were at seven last year. It's crazy to think eight or nine is an improvement after yeah. they took a five-and-a-half-game step back yeah. from the from 2015. Mm. You know, they didn't bring in a lot, so they're it, sticking with their guns. They brought in Bethay from the 49ers and Dawson from the 49ers. both older guys, they got the two longest off-season contracts for unrestricted free agents, but they did bring in a guy who I always liked when Pittsburgh took him in Jarvis Jones. Now, he never, you know, didn't come together for him in Pittsburgh. They brought him in, in on the cheap, and they resigned two of their own in Frosty Rucker and Andre Ellington. The draft, you know, I think, pretty average nothing stands out while i like the local connection in hassan Riddick or reddick and his story being a you know a guy who wasn't heavily recruited it's just a walk-on player shifting positions throughout his career then going in the top 15 of the
1: draft like i feel like there's gonna be some you know some i think there's a learning curve Yeah. yeah like i i don't i think the talent may be there um but I think I I don't think he's a guy you're just going to plug in and it's going to be like you know, you know, a Pro Bowler this year. You know, like you sometimes see on the defensive line, you see some of these rookies come in just relatively fresh legs, just dominate. Not dominate, but you know, make us make a splash, especially in the first six seven games of a season. Right. I don't know that you're going to see that out there. Um. So yeah, I saw that too. That was that was interesting. I I like that pickup for. <laughs> I don't know if it was a pickup or a change or even if it's been there for a year or so, but uh, so some uh, some coaching, they have some solid coaching out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah it I'm is telling you, by the see. way, if you
1: haven't seen, um, if you haven't seen the Bruce Arians, like the, the NFL life or football life on NFL network, his is crazy. It's, it's, it's cool. He's a Pennsylvania guy. Um, he's from like York County, I think. Yeah. And was the temple coach. So, um,
0: yeah, and he's done quite well. Yeah. for uh, He's from Patterson, New Jersey. That's where he was born. But he went to uh, William Penn, who yeah. actually, the Bulldogs of, from Wilson, you know, our, our high school here, they were supposed to scrimmage York William Penn uh, it, later this August. It just actually got it got changed, but that's where Bruce Arians went to high school uh, and then attended Virginia Tech. But he was um, you know, a big time guy with the Steelers from 27 to 2011. And then he was in Indianapolis for the year and kind of was the the guy out there uh, yeah. you know because of uh, the the, uh, the health situation uh, in Indianapolis and then you know he left the next year and has been in the Cardinals since 2013 and how about he was the
1: running backs coach at Alabama under Bear Bryant I did not know that <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah he was head coach at Temple for uh, six seasons 83 yeah. through 88 Yeah uh so you know, he's been around and he's uh you know he's already been NFL Coach of the Year twice. Yeah. Once with the Cardinals, once in the, in the great job he did with the So, Colts. like,
1: yeah, that's why I struggle to say they're going to – they are going to struggle again, but I don't know. Like, the roster – a lot of last year, I felt like they just weren't good enough, you know? Like, and so I, I didn't see the big changes in the roster that it made me think, oh, they got a lot better. Like, I don't know that – they were the second place team last year. I don't know that they're good enough to be the first place team this year. Like I, right. I still have them as second best team in the division. Yeah,
0: I, I look at their schedule and I think they need to start strong or have a good middle of the year because the last three weeks are against all teams that I think many consider potential playoff teams. Yeah. You know, when you have the Redskins, the Giants, and the Seahawks, two of three. I would on say the maybe road. four,
1: maybe four. Of the, well, Tennessee probably teams don't consider them, but I think they're. I think they're bubble. Right, they're yeah. Bubble. See, but they have to win the
0: games against the rams and the 49ers. Now, nice thing you can't for them. drop one of those. Or, 5
1: of their last 8 are at home. Yeah. Which means they start well the first 3. Oh, sorry no. I, uh, yeah. It, they're on the road the first 2 weeks. Yeah. So that They have that's
0: 4 fun. of their first 7 are on the road. Actually, 5 of their first 8 are on the road including a bye week in there mm-hmm. too. So they need a, they need a fast start. They need to beat up the you know, the cellar dwellers in their division. And then they got to finish with, uh, you know, a couple tough tests in December. And they play on
1: Christmas Eve
0: and New Year's Eve. And the last one's at Seattle. So they have to win to get in. That's a tough task for them. Yeah,
1: not just Seattle, but at Seattle. Not a a fun one.
0: No, not an easy place to play. So I think we're all in agreement that the Seahawks are probably the team to beat again. (laughs) There's not much in front of them. Show me it's
1: not them, right, yeah. So I
0: think the um, the biggest thing for them is they've kind of had an off season that's been a little crazy just because they were largely irrelevant last year. Like people yeah. talked about them. It was a down year. You know, Russell Wilson was injured and not playing well. You know, there were questions already that when the season began about Marshawn Lynch. Is he going to come back? And he didn't end up coming back. And obviously now we know he's back but not in Seattle. So – it's been tumultuous, you know, they kind of invited with the personalities they like. And the, but that's Pete. Car- I mean, Pete Carroll belonged at USC, and that he belongs in LA right now because that's the type of coach he is. He belongs at yeah. the Rams or the Chargers, but he's up in Seattle. But I mean, you look at the personalities on there—big personalities that have paid off well, you know, a few years ago. But now, you know, with the the, the well, Bennetts, when, and, when and you're winning, Shermans. when
1: you're winning, everything's fine. Yeah, but and, when you're and not- by winning, I mean they were winning big. They won a Super Bowl. Could have, should have, would have won a second Super Bowl. Like I know when you get in the NFL, it's
0: all about your position and getting the money, and I'm fine with that. But the thought that these professionals can have an offensive versus defensive mindset and not play as a team is just ludicrous to me. And, and the ultimate team sport that you can just draw lines like that and be like, oh yeah. And best of all, that their defense isn't even that good last year. No, I mean, st- I don't. That that sounds really bad. They were good were not the they They weren't they the, they weren't defense, the that Legion that saying, of right. Boom that we were associated right. with, you know, three, four, five years ago when right. they were making those great, no, great it's, runs. No, it's
1: absolutely, it's absolutely that. And I honestly, I think it's more like that than we can imagine, which is th- which is the frustrating part. But yes, that that's how this works. It's just, you know, but. It's one thing to have those thoughts. It's another for when they start to come out. Yeah. I mean,
0: there was an entire spread and he's been the magazine about it. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah.
1: But this is, like you said, this is what Pete Carroll teams thrive on. And you you live by it, you die by it. And that, you know, if they win this year, by that I mean, you know, have another good season, make a deep playoff run, you know, it won't be an issue. It actually, it'll start being a story. They'll talk about, you know, that'll be the story. How they've overcome all this. Stuff. Right. But if if they if they struggle, then then everybody then it then it starts to go bad in a hurry.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were fifth in total defense. They surrendered over three hundred yards. Well, and a then game.
1: you can look for Pete Carroll to leave and jump ship before the whole thing no, goes absolutely. south, like he did at USC, right? Totally. Why? You know, <laughs> why wouldn't he? Yeah.
0: So you know, but you know, hang on. That stuff just like that just grinds my gears. That kind of stuff. Um, you know, they weren't the worst. Obviously, like they were a top five team. They're they were fifth, I think it was last year. Um, in what was that yards? Is that what I said? It was. This, no. this isn't sorting for me to verify that. Yeah, they were fifth in total yards surrendered per game. So, but when you're when you were first for three or four years in a row, like you took a little step back. Right. Right. And yeah, the offense didn't perform. And I know first the offense didn't perform real well because I took Russell Wilson thinking they were going to have an awesome, awesome year. And it just didn't didn't work out that way. So, I don't know. We'll see what's in store for them this year. But
1: The key is going to be their offensive line. Their line was terrible last year. No one had a chance to be good. So, if they can turn around, the offense can be a little more productive and the defense can hold their own, be a top five defense. There you go. You're probably looking at, Eleven, twelve wins again, honestly, in this division, if you get improved yeah. slight improvement on offense and steady on defense, you're probably eleven or twelve wins because we just said like I don't think I don't think the other teams are that good, right,
0: so the Seahawks were eighth against the pass on defense, and they were seventh against the run.
1: I think they win eleven games
0: i yeah, I probably agree with you I think you know because what else is I mean they could. They could go six and zero against their division. Do yeah. I think they will? No, they'll probably go five and one. Right. Like they, but they—that's the problem with them right now—is they always have a hiccup against like the Rams, like at yeah. least one game a year. Sometimes both yeah. they can't beat the Rams. It's just so weird how some teams just have their number. But we've seen it, and this isn't just me talking. I and mean, the stats back this up. We've seen it with the Dolphins and the Patriots. Right. You know, I think last year was the first time in a few years the Dolphins didn't beat them one time. You know, and. and there, the Dolphins are the biggest hill to climb for the Patriots. They're, the rivalry is probably bigger with the Jets, but I think that's just because of location. The cities, like the Dolphins, for the most part over the last fifteen years. Now, there's trust. The Dolphins had some terrible years, but the Dolphins still managed to p- pick one from them. Right. So there's always seems mm-hmm. to be these teams that something about them just. It just eats away at them. And, and the Rams kind of have been like that for the Seahawks. So, uh, But the Seahawks, they lost their kicker. Steven Hauschka went to the Bills. Yeah,
1: Steven Hauschka, not the same Steven Hauschka, though, of, of He's years He's fallen past. off as
0: the team has fallen yes,
1: off. Yes, yes. And he missed a, a chip shot that would have won the Arizona game last year that ended in a tie. Um, he, he was still okay, but he was not not the kicker of years past last year. They so. brought
0: in Blair Walsh to replace him.
1: So, I think a change of scenery is exactly what Blair Walsh needs. Yeah, but, but the
0: problem is you're going from Minnesota and for a long, long time had been a dome stadium. Now yeah. he's kicking in Seattle. Yeah. That's true. They did. Um, I mean, they lost a couple offensive linemen, uh, Gilliam yeah, but and soul
1: I like Gilliam because he's from Penn State, but I don't see any loss they have on the offensive line as devastating because... They they got it together late in the season, but they were.
0: They, they replaced him with two um, young veterans that haven't lived up to the hype, in Luke Jokul and Ode Abushi. the The biggest um, acquisition is Eddie Lacy, who yeah. everyone's been focus oh, on. Who by the way his made weight, his second weight second thing, weight thing, uh, right. weigh, and he's made. So.
1: What's he get like fifty five thousand a piece if he weighs under two fifty? <laughs> he's done it two times. So ridiculous. Yeah.
0: But it is what it is. You're worth what people will pay you. Exactly. So uh, Seahawks draft, again, they traded out of the first round. Their first pick was Malik McDowell. You know, they needed defensive line help, so that's a good pick for Michigan State. Uh, Again, nothing stands out too much for me. Uh, They took a guy named Mike Tyson. That's cool. But, (laughs) um, you know... I don't, they didn't have to do much because all the teams around them, I feel like, are getting older, imploding, or rebuilding. Yeah. yeah so that's right. I, I feel like they're the de facto NFC West champs.
1: It's funny when you look at it. Where did, where did we say they struggled so much last year? Offensive, offensive line. They drafted one offensive lineman. Right. Oh no, sorry, that, that was, was undrafted, undrafted free agent. Sorry. They, sorry. they did.
0: They drafted <laughs> one offensive line. No, two. Sorry, I missed the center. Yeah. So they got um, LSU center Ethan Pochick and. Uh, Justin senior offensive tackle from Mississippi State and they brought in an undrafted guy. So, I mean, they probably actually have big big things for the LSU Center to take him in the second round. They probably yeah. think he's going to start. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, you know what? And I know this is really generalizing, but you know, some of well, those forgot, they have uh, Justin Britt. Those SAC so. Lyman, man. Some well, big boys, I mean, some he, big boys.
0: <laughs> he could uh he could shift the guard. Actually, this roster lists him as guard. So, they might be putting him at guard. I forgot they had Justin Britt. He's Maybe okay. their best offensive line right, was so, Jermaine. Effetti, so maybe so.
1: they're there. Maybe you can get a step up from Luke Jockle. Yep.
0: Yeah, maybe if he plays like he should. Have. I mean, he was what the second? Was he the yeah. first overall? No, he was he, second overall. He was pick. really high. He because the Jaguars had the second pick that year, right? Because the the Chiefs took uh, the Chiefs took um, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm not sure. It was um, from the one of the smaller Eric Fisher from Central oh, Michigan. Yeah. Um, that, that was the first year that um, that he was out there with the Chiefs, wasn't it? Uh, Andy Reid. Yes, because he took right. a lineman, and yeah, everybody was sure. like, "Yep, surprise, yep, Andy, Andy Reid takes them yeah. off in the lineman." Okay, so you know, so that's kind of uh, where we're at with the Seahawks. They have actually they have a pretty easy end of the year. Um, you know, after they play the Falcons the week before Thanksgiving. They play, what are you trying to say? Hold on. I'll get to it. <laughs> they play at San Francisco. That should be a win. They host the Eagles. And I'll say that should be a win too because it's at home. Absolutely. I'm not picking on the Eagles. No, I alright. Then they go to Jacksonville. That should be a win. Yep. They host the Rams. Again, that should be a win. They go to Dallas. I'll give them a push on that one. I honestly think I'm Dallas is going to be a win. But I honestly I... think Dallas is going to be worse this year. So but I'm well, not going to say should be a win. I'm hoping. But... And then they host the Cardinals. So I mean, really, those last what six weeks? How many? Th- none of those are guaranteed losses.
1: Right. They should win at least four.
0: They should be at least should four win and two. Five. And probably should be five and one. So you know the earlier the front season, half their schedule isn't that Packers start Bay, slow. That's a tough one. But they start slow. That's true. 49ers shouldn't be any good. Titans, you know, that could be a surprise. Could yeah. be a surprise. It's on the road. Colts, who oh, knows? But they host
1: the Colts. But they host
0: them, and then they have the Rams buying at the Giants.
1: Yeah, so. so I mean,
0: on a, like, I think if they win less than ten games, that's a disaster. Yeah, like with this schedule, the way it sets up, they I think they should win twelve. I think they should be a twelve and fourteen.
1: Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that because of
0: the division they're in. I mean, they they should go six and zero. They won't, but they should. So you go four and two against them. You just have to go what? Oh, I guess you got to go eight and zero then. Yeah. No, no eight. Wait, yeah. 6, yeah, you go four and no eight no. and two. Yeah. I was like, wait, something's not wrong. I can't math right now. Um, yeah, so I think it's I think it's absolutely feasible for them to go twelve and four.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I'm I'm still going eleven because we talked about they have that hiccup every year. So
0: yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean 11-5 is still great, but I think they should be twelve. And, and four. I think
1: eleven is still going to win their division by two or three games. So
0: oh, if <laughs> they go eleven win or eleven or twelve, they could win that by five. Like you could see <laughs> the could. Cardinals win six or seven. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely then do you have the other ones down three four five right I think we're back to the NFC West being bad
1: right well and then you become like all right Seattle may be pushing for home field or or the second seed you know but how bad do they push for that one seed yeah, I, I don't know so so
0: uh Father's Day
1: Sunday so just in six days we will be going over
0: the AFC West we'll flip it and we will um we will be talking about The uh, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. I think it's a better division than the NFC West, which we weren't saying a few years ago. But, you know, we saw the Broncos go on a tear. What, the Broncos had won, what, they won five titles in a row before being, you know, losing it to the Chiefs last year. And the Raiders also very, very strong. And people are very high on both of them. Will the Broncos answer the quarterback issues? Will the Chargers moving to LA? Anything left in the tank for Phillip Rivers?
1: We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. They loaded up on some wide receivers. So Yep, we'll they,
0: they did. So we'll see what happens in the AFC West next Sunday. Before we go, um, <laughs> Ian's back with more Kaepernick, but it relates to the NFC West. So he says, what are your thoughts on the Kaepernick situation? If no one is going to sign him, why wouldn't Seattle sign him if Pete carol talks so highly of him i I think it says a lot that carol was so high on him and then they went out and signed another guy who you know doesn't exactly have the track record that kaepernick does um you know yeah
1: i honestly don't know what to make of it
0: i you know well i mean they're having some issues it's not on here I, I can't even remember his name. That's how right. – the name doesn't stand out so much that I don't even remember his name now. The guy that they decided to sign. Because Trevon Boykin, who's okay. immensely talented and athletic, is also getting in off-the-field issues. Right. They need to Hidden. bring in another guy, and they go right. with him over Kaepernick. Yeah,
1: and I, I – yeah, I'm not even going gonna...
0: to – I feel like it's one of those things where Pete Carroll didn't know what to say, so you just talk highly about the guy. Right. Like I, I Like he didn't want to pile on and say anything negative. Right, because no matter what you say, you'll be treated as being for or against him. Right. So he just praised him, and right. then just didn't sign. Him. So it's kind of like you know, kind of covertly saying you're not the guy for us. Yeah, while not like publicly shaming him.
1: Right, you know i I do know, and I have heard some people talk that it in the NFL very much the, the mindset of a backup quarterback needs to be different. Well, it has to be about the the team and
0: not about yourself or something that you consider bigger than the game. Right. And And
1: I don't know that Kaepernick right now, and I said I don't know, but I don't know if Kaepernick right now has the mindset of a backup that they're looking for. Does that make sense? I don't know. Well, like you said, we could do... entire show on some of the multiple angles on this whole thing but a
0: starting nfl player can have whatever you want to call it motivations and or baggage or whatever is you know both criminal familial um educational like anything you come up with that could be seen as a negative if you're Better than 98% of the guys you're playing. It doesn't matter because in the end, it's all about just winning. And why is it about winning? Because for the more majority of people, you know, ownership, front office, and fans, it's about winning. And for some, it's about the money. Right now, Colin Kaepernick's on the field talent isn't translating into wins. So no one wants to deal with, it, deal with him because there's so much attached to it because the media has focused on him for nearly the last year. And if he's when he if he was doing all his um activism when he was leading the 49ers to 12 win seasons, it wouldn't be as big a deal
1: and And you know what I, it's an interesting thing to think about how how would his actions be perceived if those things were more public before you know, I, I word it that way because I'll be honest. I don't know his actions before. You know right. what I mean? Like, it,
0: I, And that's where the, I think the schism is because people saw this as a way to get back in the limelight because he had already lost his job. Right. He was already not the guy in San Francisco no. anymore. When Harbaugh left, he became the shell of himself. He was unable to adapt. Right. People started to take advantage of his weaknesses, and he no longer was right. a top 10 quarterback. Some would say he never was. But the results on the field and in the win column, you know, said otherwise for a couple of right. seasons.
1: And I think I think what it it has hurt him. Now he was there, so he may be part of this, but it hurt him to be in San Francisco of all places the last few years. Because the team was terrible. Yeah. The team was terrible. And we just said it's really hard to tell who is good and who is not from that team at any position because they were so bad. So bad. And and so I, I just think I, I think it's tough. I think I think from no, I'm not even we'll, we'll talk about it after the show, but you know.
0: I just think um when the Seahawks sign here it is, Austin Davis, who was a starter I believe for the Rams for,
1: yeah. you know, a little bit. Two games. When
0: they chose him over Kaepernick, like I said that kind of was like you know, the back alley way of saying yeah. like He's just not doing it, as in Kaepernick, not doing it. And Pete Carroll, who praised him, and is a guy that you think he would mesh well with, if he wasn't ready to pull the trigger, I think that says a lot. I still think, I'm not a
1: Pete Carroll fan. Right. And I, I, think, I still think he'll end up on a team when one of the guys goes down hurt. Because somebody's going to get hurt somewhere in the next month and a half. And I think by the end of September, I think he's on a roster. That's my take. I think... <sighs> because here's the thing. So, okay, right now. But like, as we get closer to that, to that to that season starting, right? The wins become more important, right? The, yeah. the focus on the wins becomes even more. And you're telling me a team is gonna be like, you know what? Now, again, I, I don't know, but this is my take. I, I feel like Colin Kaepernick, even even if he's a system quarterback, is better than Austin Davis. That that's my take. You're telling me a team like Pete Carroll is gonna be like, you know what? I think like if Russell Wilson goes down hurt. You know, I think we're gonna just ride with Austin Davis. I don't know. Maybe that one situation they do, but if it happens in a couple places, but I don't what makes I don't it know. it any that's different
0: happen. now than it would then? Like what if you're like, man, we really need to have a good backup. Well, because I think it's more a
1: pressing issue. Shouldn't in, you have him in your in system August? now then? Yes. But see, I feel like I don't know. I, I just feel like in the moment people are gonna be like, ah, oh, well, people who i i don't i don't want to get into it I, yeah.
0: well cuz we could go on for another hour right and and,
1: and everything goes back to certain issues here too not right or wrong you know there there are well, there are aspects of this that are just facts like
0: we, i mean the, the big he, thing he
1: he is a polarizing figure we, like well, that's we, a fact
0: we we talked about it when it came up last august um we we uh talked about it when it came out last year and everything started you know and just recently wasn't Mara that said that he got more people reacting to the Giants signing yeah, Kaepernick which, than yeah, than but my else? my
1: issue with that is you left Josh Brown on your team last year after he admitted beating his wife, and then and yet c- c- the Kaepernick thing like okay like you I understand that, but if you're willing to take a stand and say oh well you know I want to give quote unquote second chances to guys for a guy like that like Josh Brown. Then, I, you know, I'm just like, ah, uh. and and that's the same thing in Seattle. If it's the talent issue, then you know what? Don't have him on the team. And like you said, I think a big part of it is talent because teams are going to want to win, and that's why I think the true the true test will be when those games are closer. When those games are closer, what's it uh, going to be? I mean, that's and,
0: a that's a risky, I, risky I business move. I agree. I Not have him in there learning now, but
1: but at the same time, I think you know it's. It's easy to think that when you don't when you don't think Russell Wilson's going to get hurt, or when you don't think Carson Palmer's going to be hurt, or when last you last year like one of those guys was close be to being hurt, right? You know what I mean? Like I think that it's easier right now when you just when you still have everyone, not just Seattle. Everyone has these high expectations and these like you know visions of grandeur for the season, and nobody's going to have you know, we won't have any major injuries this year. You know, like I think that's everybody's thought process yeah. right now. I think you know when somebody busts their leg up in the third preseason game. Yeah, somebody's gonna. Well, I mean, I I believe I, I get it. Like, and and if the talent's not there, then he shouldn't be on the team. But like, like you said, Trayvon Boykin. How, how many DUIs is he gonna have before? And and that's something that actually endangers someone else. Like, actually endangers someone else. Like, I can think whatever, and anybody can think whatever they want about what Colin Kaepernick has done. You know, with with the kneeling, like. And I and I get that, and not everybody sees the sa- that the same way, and that's fine. But in reality, that has, the only effect that has on anyone else is their opinion or take on that. Whereas, Trevon Boykin driving, like, DY, that's one of the things I can't, I can't stand. Like, I can't stand it, because, like, that can affect other people. Yeah, I mean, drastically. So I, this isn't like my, my time to like stand up and, and preach about that. But like, you know what I mean? Like, those are the types of things or like, or the Josh Brown situation with John Marr. Like, I don't want to hear it from him. Like, I don't want to hear it from him. I, I get he was probably answering a question he was asked, which changes the dynamic. A lot of times we jump on guys for answering questions they were asked, but you know, you stood up for Josh Brown, like, mm, like that affected other people. You know, I, I just, that's my take, and I, I don't know. I just uh, – it. but l- like you said, he wasn't exactly thriving in San Francisco.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the arrow was pointed down. Right. Like, and people can make it out to be, you know, whatever you want to make it out to
1: be. I think the San Francisco and Kaepernick in general comes down to – was it Jed or Ted York couldn't make it work with – Harbaugh. Harbaugh. That that's what the San Francisco being terrible issue comes down to is he couldn't work it out with Harbaugh. Now, who do you want to blame that on? That's a whole different topic. Yeah. But that's that's the that's why they're in this situation. You know, so we'll see. But
0: the yeah.
1: Kaepernick thing. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: In the end, though, it comes down to he's not good enough. To make it, up that's true. for the drama off the field. And, and that's
1: absolutely true. Like, that's if, if bottom line for if everyone. If this happens coming out of the Super Bowls, he's on a team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He is on
1: a team because people still view him as good enough to deal with that other stuff. And, I, yeah, I don't know. And, honestly, as a backup, it's hard to prove that you're worth that. You know, it, it's hard to prove that. Like I, As a starter, at least, if you're bringing him in as a starter, at least there's some tangible, like, he we're winning or we're not. You know, as a backup though, it's tough.
0: It's tough. So the NFC West picks were we were pretty much in agreement that the excuse me the Rams and the Forty Nine ers are in the basement Still bad. there, probably four or five wins for them. Cardinals ran right around five hundred seven to nine. Seahawks run away with the division, eleven to twelve wins. Only one playoff representative from them, and that would be the Seahawks. All right. Alright, next week on episode 236, we're covering the AFC West on Father's Day Night. You can get more from us to, or always check for more from us on jmnjrradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at jmnjr underscore radio, at joe maze and jraf, at jmflyer1454, and at mr underscore rafoff. Um, shout outs, birthdays, of course, which one did I not mention last week? Now was in between, so I could say it this week, but I should have said it last week. Happy birthday to my youngest daughter Haley who turned two uh, this past week I wanted to mention last week and I I, I forgot
1: spring birthday what
0: happens when I don't <laughs> when I don't write it down um, so I think um, that probably covers it I'll probably forget another one I have to mention another one next week That's but right. do you have any shout outs or anything to mention before we go no all right Thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 235th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. We hope
1: you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm j And
0: I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. Tune
0: in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter, and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaze and The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network.
1: For more info, visit JMNJRradio.com.